to the Mom Nificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Having hope is crucial, not just to our happiness, but to our survival. But what happens when you start to lose hope? This week's guest, Margaret Delaney, founder of the popular spiritual spoken word site and podcast, Listen Well. In her latest book, Parables of Sunlight, she tells her own story of finding hope during difficult times. She's here today to talk about her story and what we can all learn about hope, perseverance, and resilience. Margaret, welcome to Momnificent. Thank you. And, and where are you enjoying Momnificent from today? <laughs> Bucks County, Pennsylvania. It's beautiful there. I've, I've hiked out there, taken bike rides out there. We love exploring that area. Oh, yes, it is. I'm really, oh. really fortunate. Good for you guys. And Margaret, this is a fun question I like to start with. Well, I stole it from another podcast, so I should give them, give them, uh, give them the uh, credit. What have you done recently that you haven't done for some time that has given you joy? That's a very good question. <laughs> you know, just the whole pandemic uh, challenge has brought me a lot of joy as well. And um, I think I'm just getting to know, well, <laughs> I had a friend who said, I'm pretty much walled in with my husband. <laughs> but that has been really nice. We've had a great time. We've been married for 40 years. And yeah, and just getting to know him even better. And I, it's been a really fun adventure for us, so. It's amazing to me how many people have said and identified the good that has sprung out of the pandemic, that people started doing things that they were passionate about and, and new projects came out. I mean, I started this pod podcast also as kind of an outflow of the pandemic, and it's been the most exciting thing that, that I've done. So it's so fun seeing amidst all that difficult moments, just, just what has come out that we can like recognize and, and be grateful for. So I listened to your recent podcast episode on Listen Well, the roller coaster one. And I learned that you were an actress in New York and that has nothing to do with my questions for you. But I was like, get out. That is so cool. In your younger years, I should add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I studied the theater for many, many years since I was 16. Then I ended up in New York and then then I got rather frustrated with not getting enough work. And then I started writing plays. And that um, is another keen frustration. <laughs> <laughs> because although I did get some productions, um, it's, a, it's a long wait between. I kept thinking, I want more, I want more. And so we moved to the country and I started writing um, nonfiction and started that website 11 years ago. Um, and it has been a joy. Mm. Well, it's my, one and of I'm, my favorite things to do. <laughs> to, is to write, right? Do you, do, well, do, you, do you still do any sort of like, I don't know, acting in any way? 
<laughs> I put on a play that I had written um, five years yeah. ago. In How cool is that? And then I did it at a bigger venue in the neighborhood. And then I took it to New York for a month. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. All right. Let me go back to your latest book where you focus on having hope during difficult times, which is like what who isn't going through that these last two years. And it's interesting that it's based on your own story. So can you briefly tell us a little bit about that story? Yes. Um, it happened when I was in my mid 40s. And um, I have a I had a horse sort of dumped on me. <laughs> but and I resisted it. I thought, no, no, I'm not taking on a horse. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then finally, just one day, it was like the door opened and I totally fell in love with her. And then after riding her for six years, she um, she had a very bad injury. Another horse kicked her in the field. And so the story um, picks up on, on my um, attempt to bring her back to life, which I felt was mirrored in my own life in that um, <laughs> I used to have a uh, a knee-jerk reaction to anything terribly challenging, which was just, eh, maybe I can just leave the world soon. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't have to do this. And um, so she really just struggling for her life, which she did live, by the way. And um, so this, uh, there were other things that were going on in my life at that time. My mother had Alzheimer's and there was that struggle. It just was, um, learning how to to take a challenge and persevere even though you don't have hope all the time i am i am not filled with hope i don't believe anybody is there are, all of us are going to have times when we when we lose hope mm -hmm. and often there's another person who will carry it for us um, until we can take it back and that's so true of any sort of challenge like um, addiction or, you know, just we need each other to help each other through and carry each other's hope um, so that it explores all of these themes, that book. I'm sorry I went on too long. You asked no, no, no. Every, there's never There's never too long. I love listening to stories. So, so maybe, because my question was, do you think we're wired for hope, but maybe you're not quite sure that it sounds like we I, might not be as wired for hope that we no, would. No, no, I do think, think we are wired. You do? Okay. I don't think we could survive here if we weren't. So it's buried, but, um, and the, perhaps our friends can see it and, and carry it with us. But um, no, I absolutely believe that and it's bouncy, it will come back up. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. It, re it reminds me of something uh, someone told me when I was, I was younger. I, I had an, an older like girl in my life. She, so she really was like a mentor to me. And she said, be like a cork in the ocean. No matter what in life takes you down, that cork always pops back up to the surface. And I, I, that, that stuck with me. I mean, I do forget it at times, but sometimes I'll remember it and be like, um, it helps me just kind of 
uh, take that positive approach or look or, or think of the glass half full or um, sometimes I just feel like I'm a little optimistic by nature. But um, I know there's a lot of talk about negativity bias and I face that too, which is true. Um, but do you think there are things that can also help us, like you said, with, with our friends, where sometimes they can see something that is more hopeful than we can see, you know, with yes. the, we're in the weeds sometimes. And I, I like that connection you brought, like that, that's what, that's, what's helpful for our friends to be there for us. So that connection is so good to keep with your friends, even though sometimes COVID has kept us more away from our, our, our circle. Um, but I, I think what you're saying really helps us and hopefully encourages us, I know for me, to, to draw closer to that at this time. Yeah, that, yes, I mean, we can, we can carry it for one another. And we have to, reaching out is a beautiful thing that I think has actually happened in COVID. I am much more um, apt to pick up the phone and talk to someone rather than just send a text. A text feels that you're too busy, you know, but now we don't always have that excuse, busyness, um, because there we do have more time in general. Maybe, I mean, of course, not everyone, not health care workers, you know, I'm not speaking of that, but yeah, yeah, connection really helps. Yeah, that's really beautiful. So I want to read this part of your book where um, it's a quote that you have, it says, when hard times come, I think we go wrong in saying, this shouldn't be happening. Well, because it is happening and we must find our way through. Our greatest work is in our willingness to walk alongside one another through difficult times. And I, and I think that's so perfect um, for like what we're talking about, what we're going through. Can you talk about where you came up with that realization? You know, when my mother... Um uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, a lot of people would say, oh, that's so unfair. You know, she was in her late 60s. She had just started a health center. She was on, the, on top of her game, you know. It's so unfair that she would be struck by this illness. And I thought, well, who would it be fair for, <laughs> really? And also, it's, if you start with a denial, if you're given a challenge and you start with denial of it, this shouldn't be happening, then you're just postponing um, your next step and then your next step, which is perseverance. Okay, we'll get through this. We have to get through this. And we do get through things, um, but not, not in denial, not until we accept um, what's going on. And also, uh, bad things happen to good people. You cannot get around that. <laughs> and um, and no one, you know, the whole idea of deserving or reward and punishment, that system, I think, haunts all of us a little bit, you know. Well, that shouldn't happen to that person. They're so good. Or... Um, you know, this, well, that's another thing, but always wishing to see people thrown in jail. Oh, that person should be, you know, just that idea that it's it's so sort of, um, well, it takes us away from the idea that we're all one. We mm -hmm. all have to love one another through our, our foibles and 
No, absolutely. so sorry, go ahead. No, I was thinking I'm babbling again. <laughs> it's a, it's that's what we do in conversation. I love how someone said about a podcast. It's like sitting in a coffee shop and talking to your friend. Like that's why people listen to this because they just love listening to the candor of the candid conversation. It's not scripted. It's not, not always like perfect and and that's what we like. Um, but so what do you, what would you tell yourself or what thoughts would you have when your mom was going through that and and like maybe someone listening is going through that like. What, what would you say that would help them in shifting how they can look at that difficult situation? As difficult as it is and seems, I think we have to look for the gifts. And there were so many gifts that my mother gave me. She, she did take the happy route um, through the illness, but she just turned into the most, well, maybe it was an opportunity for me to see what she was like as a child before all of that, you know, all of us build up crust and <laughs> um, around our our beautiful souls because of what any any criticism that came through as a child, or you know, we all have things that have built up things around us where you can't see the pure soul anymore. Um, and I totally saw her pure soul. It was this, um, actually I had a beautiful dream that spoke to this because um, I dreamt that I was looking at my mother and she was completely naked standing in front of me and she had gemstones all throughout her body and I asked whoever, I don't know, there was someone with me who was wiser than I was and I said, well, um, what does this mean? And he said, well, over a life, we build up um, dust and, and crustiness on all of our little gemstones. And at the end of life, we're often given illnesses that crack the crust off and brush the dust off so that we can really see the soul. And I do, I, that was so comforting to me. And I, I do feel like I did see her sweet little child self. Um, before she left us. Oh, that's beautiful. I've, I've never, uh, that, thank you for sharing that dream that just gives me a whole picture of, of what that could be. And, and, and the beauty that you saw in the moments that were the most difficult and can be the most difficult. Alzheimer's is so challenging for those closest to them. Yes. Uh, that, 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 that's just, that can be so hard. And yet you, you like you said, look for the gift in it. I love that you said that, and it made, made me think because at school right now, I'm an elementary school principal, and with oh. with COVID, it's it's been, you know, last year we were remote, then we were in person, but we were only four days a week, and even though that Wednesday everybody was working, we, we were on Zoom calls, and it just wasn't the same as like a five-day work week, all back in person like we are this year, and and, and kids are, you know, getting getting COVID and, and they're going home in quarantines. And, and then my nurse was out and it felt like we had a sub nurse, but I was doing so much more than I normally would. And when people are like, how's it going? I'm like, it's crazy. Like, that's my first thing I say, like, it's crazy. And, but, but as you're talking right now, I'm like, wait, how can I, how can I flip this? How can I find the good in this? Where's the gift in this? And so you're really making me think hard. And I really appreciate you sharing this because I, I need what you're saying, like, this week. It sounds like it. 
And you probably don't need someone saying, oh, you don't deserve this <laughs> because you can't, you can't stop. I mean, right. no, no one deserves what's been going on. But, but, and it's a great challenge, but if you look for the gifts, like probably there are many people who are helping you and the children are helping you. They're yeah. coming back and yeah. Yes. So it, it kind of just goes back to like fo fo focusing on the good, like finding the good. Um, so sometimes I start, I had a team leader meeting the other day and I just started with, tell me something good. Like just yeah. start out yeah. with anything good that happened because we're so, that's that negativity bias. Our mind just goes to, oh my gosh, this happened. And did you hear this? Like, and it's the loudest sounding voice. Uh, my boss gave me a post-it note one, one time with a note that said, let the, the positive be so loud and resounding that it like, it drowns out, you know, that, that negative. And, and that's what it is. Just drawing attention to that and letting, letting that fill you and, and that be the, the message that you hear. So, um, what you're saying is, is, is really, really helping me today. Thank you. So I know the, the uncertainty of what's going on with COVID, where are we going to end up with all this? How can we override the uneasiness of the uncertainty that we are all dealing with? I think one problem is, and we all do this, we all spiral down um, into the narrative that is coming out of Washington and um, well, it's also a global narrative, but the, you know, the news doesn't always pick up on the happy things that are happening. And um, I think, I've, I really believe that the progress of, um, the progress of humanity is up to each individual soul. And if you let the narrative from the press totally you know if you're totally absorbed with it it will it must spiral you must go down with it because if that's all you're following um it's a it's a downward spiral but um so the question was <laughs> i mean i think yeah. i'm just getting so nope you're good how do we override the uneasiness of the uncertainty I think what we do is start with ourselves and the, the beautiful gifts that come every day to say, okay, I'm, I'm hearing that. I understand what's going on in the world, but that's the global picture. I'm like, that's the macrocosm. The microcosm is in yourself, what you're learning, what you're, the gifts you're seeing, who you're loving, <laughs> you know, um, what you're loving, it's, um, it's possible as you say, I mean, I think that is the positive approach. Like when you say, tell me something good, it's usually some small thing that happened in that person's life. It's not what they read in the news. Oh, I, I found a little teeny good story. <laughs> but Never. Do I ever find that? <laughs> yeah. And so, and all the bravery that's come out right now, my goodness, you are brave for being a principal of elementary school. I mean, right now with angry parents probably, and, you know, just dealing with all of the 
emotions because yeah. it's emotional time. Yeah, and it, it can feel very heavy, heavy at times. But I, I like what you said, you know, you know, it's our life. It, when it comes down to it, you wake up every day and you, you live the life you create. And, yeah. and I think you're just reminding us of that, that yes, the power is in you to create the life. What life do you want? You can create the life you want and it can be filled with joy and things you enjoy. And um, so you don't have to, what's happening around us doesn't have to dictate how I feel today. That's my choice. So yeah. I think that that's really empowering. Thank you for um, sharing that. And how does just being in nature help you and how do you use that as a tool for just basically your mental well-being? I was thinking about that this morning. When I was younger, I think I, well, I've been walking the same path in a park nearby. It takes me 30 seconds to go <laughs> with my dogs and they're off leash so I can really um, concentrate. But I've been walking that path for 25 years. And um Every morning, I'm like the male, although the male doesn't come on Sunday. I'm even better than the male. <laughs> and um, anyway, uh, and when I was younger, I used to do it as a sort of combination exercise and mindful um, prayer time, you know, all that. But um, it's as I age, it's becoming more mindfulness and less exercise until finally now it's just mindfulness and trying to just stay present, which you know is so hard. So it is a, it is a meditation, but presence in nature is so powerful. I just don't think I could live without, um, without that routine now. I mean, and even if you just go out and stand and be present with a tree, um, it's a very powerful tool for um, a focus and changing your life. Mm. I suggest, highly suggest it, just for a, a time in the morning. And in the afternoon, I cannot be present in the, on a walk. I don't know, maybe everybody has a different schedule but <laughs> my mind is all over the place yeah yeah mm. i'm i'm clear in the morning as well and it's funny because i was just doing an interview with um a professor at, out of ucla and she was saying that the 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 excitement and energy in your mind and body when you are present in this moment now actually is so much more benefit there are so much more benefits to it than when you're just thinking of 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 a of a memory that was actually like beautiful and good. She said being in the present moment is even more incredible than than when you just think of something good, which is so hard for me to believe, but it has really made me think of it ever since. Um, and that's what we teach the kids at school. We 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 brought in a mindfulness coach two years ago, and she did a 15 minute lesson over eight weeks, teaching them, you know, how to listen, how to what, your smell, your taste, your touch, and and some breathing activities, a ball breath, etc. And and it's all about. Um, being in the present moment without any judgment. Mm. And, and yeah, it was just, it's so powerful. And the kids like, like just soaked it up and, and, and reference it. And we try to find ways to still incorporate some of those practices, but 
but absolutely incredible. And because 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 we're always thinking of something in the future or what's happening next, or we're thinking about what happened, what just happened, or what what I did or didn't do, or someone did or didn't do that I did or didn't like. Like you're always caught in those places. But if you can just stop, and and there are some simple practices um, that 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 can be done. Just bringing your awareness, like I am in this moment. Sometimes that's what I have to say. I saw that in a kid's picture book. I am in this moment and it helps me bring me here. Yes, that's so beautiful. And I've never been, I've never been very good at meditation. Like I, I can't do it with eyes closed and, you know, in a little, but in the woods, it's as if sometimes I, 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 I imagine that I am just photographing one panorama or one you know one piece of nature mm. along my walk and my walk's about an hour so you know there are many such photos <laughs> but if I can do that and just imagine just look at that that and then imagine if someone painted that for you <laughs> and cool. yeah and it, it just um it's a nice way of of just thinking I would be so appreciative you know right <laughs> and i would yeah. hang it on my wall and i would just you know like look <laughs> yeah it, nature does the same thing for me like when i get out we have a park nearby it's like three minutes by car and i'll just go and i, I like to run so so i'll run and i'll just i'll just be so invigorated like it just charges me like incredible like feeling afterward and and yeah so i totally i'm totally with you although i'm jealous i don't do it every day but one day when i years from now when i can retire i can't wait to to do that but i i really try to be my husband and i have committed more this year than ever to be out in nature more so we, we we we've gone camping this year more than we ever did even though we we like the idea of it but we actually just buckled down and did it and it, it's just been the most just it just recharges my whole system Yep. Yeah. A pandemic gift. See the beauty in it all. So what is it we can do? Um, each of us who are listening that, that we can start right now to maybe it's cultivating more hope in ourselves. Hmm. Well, I think as I, as I mentioned before, try to look for the gifts in your day and, um, there's all sorts of stuff that's written about who's that wonderful David Stendel Rast. He's a um, a monk, German monk who lived here, who wrote a book about um, gratitude and how it's as powerful as standing and in nature and being present. That. Um, that they've done studies, and I'm, I'm sure they've done what what your last guest was um, talking about is did she study the brain to see what happens um, to the to the brain when you are being present in nature? And gratitude is another one of those that um, they have studied, and what it does to our um, brains, I suppose. Well, I, I don't like to think of myself as a brain <laughs> let's say spirit <laughs> yeah but it, it helps you there's so many ways of um 
lifting. But at some point, I have to say, the idea of lifting yourself by your bootstraps or, you know, muscling yourself into hope or faith or anything like that, it just, at some point, you must have other people in your life to help you do this. Because there's some challenges that are so crushing, you can't do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would say another um, tool is reaching out. Yeah. And not being afraid to just be like, hey, this is where I'm at, or this is what you know I'm facing. Yeah. This is what, you know, you might feel so alone in that feeling, but sometimes mm -hmm. when you reach out, you're like, you get support that you didn't even think you would get because our brain just plays that silly game on us that, you know, that we're the only ones. Yeah, who... they can't know that, or they won't understand that, or they won't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 so not true. So I, uh, one thing that has been an outflow of the pandemic for me is when I call parents about anything in the last year, I I had never done this before. But my first two questions to them are, well, they, um, I'm working on it still, so it's not all the time. But how are you? Like, is there anything I can do to help you? How is your family? And and it's just. You're, you're, you're opening up that there's a possibility that there's more going on than just maybe the one issue that either I see or, you know, because you just don't know what, what, what people are really going through. And, and those are two, two kind of questions that came out of what I found myself doing when I would call families or, you know, if someone didn't come on Zoom or someone didn't come to school, like, we don't know what's really going on. There's so many things or factors that can be impacting families these days than what might have impacted us, even though there was things going on pre-COVID. So I know that even that shift uh, for me has something that has just stuck with me, you know, and there's so many things we have learned through COVID that, that are sticking, that are better in different ways and areas. And so, yes, mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate what you said, because it's challenging me to rethink when people say, how's it going? <laughs> to not just be like, it's crazy, or... <laughs> I know last fall I kept saying it's too much, it's too much, and then and then I got sick because I think it it just it did get too much for me. But but so now I'm like, how can I frame this differently? What and and I love what you said. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for the good and and just celebrating that as most and as often as I can to keep that in the forefront to to help to help me through. And then hopefully I I can see the gifts, the beautiful gifts along the way. Me too. <laughs> we'll do this challenge together. yes yes so see thank you you know i invited you to be a guest on my show but you're you're you're, you're the gift to me thank you <laughs> thanks for having me that is that's so inspiring so is there is there one last thing you want to say that you could leave our listeners with if, it, if there was anything anybody um, maybe didn't know of you before and it's just just an, a word of advice or wisdom you want to leave to inspire and encourage our listeners Hmm. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything else. Just reach out, reach out, try and lift others. <laughs> and that's another, that's another wonderful thing that if you just, um, when you think about it, when I was a child, um, and I'm sure most of us have someone that we think of when we were children, who we admired and we wanted to emulate. I had a, a friend, my a friend of my mother's, who I mean I 
also loved my mother, but this was a really lovely person. And it wasn't anything she said. It wasn't, I can't, it was just who she was. Wow. And that's, um, our gift to each other can be as simple as just, I'll sit with you. <laughs> I heard about a very depressed man who, um, he's a great Quaker writer can't remember his name right now, but um, Parker Palmer. And he, he went through a clinical depression and he said that he had one friend who would come and just sit with him, not expect him to speak, not say anything. He would just rub his feet. And it was just, he said, this man probably saved my life. Wow, just their presence. Presence. <laughs> And you, you, you have all these thoughts of what you should be or who people want you to be or, or all that stuff. But but really, like you might say to that person, yeah. help them. And no. I, and I say anything to help them. No, don't yeah. say anything at all. And you are the biggest help. There. Like the power yeah. of presence. That is just, I love yeah, that you said like that. Like the woods. I mean, just like the presence in the woods. It's the same thing. Yeah, it, it doesn't do anything. It's just there. And it does so much for us. <laughs> yes. Wow, I love that. And Thank you so much. I don't know who the scientists you were talking to her and just um, before talking about the power of presence. I mean, isn't that interesting that we were we were bringing it back to presence? Yes. And but that that they pro have probably studied that. I'm sure they have with quantum physics and everything. That that they have the power of being present. And that mm. actually those little, you know, whatever they are, molecules that yeah. change. Yeah. Go deep down deep. <laughs> when you break it all apart, break it all apart, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. But, um, oh, this, this is beautiful. Margaret, you, you just shared just such beautiful things with me today. Thank you for inspiring me. Um, I'm sure anybody listening was able to take, even if it was one little nugget of encouragement. Um, thanks for being you. Uh, thank you for being you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. And I just wish you all the best. Enjoy your walk tomorrow morning. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and um, I will put all um, the, the titles of your books, all and the links to how people can find you in, in the podcast episode of this um, uh, description of this episode. So again, thank you for just being a treasure of who you are. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy. <laughs>